Okay, thank you so much. I want to just start off by saying uh, how much I appreciate the invitation to share with you this morning from Dr. Graves. Um, it's my privilege to serve as a trustee for NBC, and I fervently believe in the mission of our beloved Bible College. It is essential, I believe, to the future of the Church of the Nazarene, as well as to other denominations, because we're doing something at NBC, or you're doing something at NBC, that no one else is doing. And so it's a real privilege to be able to serve on the board. I wanna thank each one of you, the professors and the staff members that uh, have chosen to invest in NBC. You are doing an amazing job and we are so blessed that God has put you in the position where you are. And I believe that each one of you are fulfilling a calling that God has placed on your life and he is using you to make an impact and perhaps impact that you may never really fully realize until we all get to heaven. But uh, I just really appreciate what you're doing. And I know that you are endeavoring to prepare men and women for ministry. And I believe that Dr. Graves and the cabinet and his staff and all of you have made NBC an exemplary Bible college. And, and that's amazing. That's wonderful because we do not have to apologize to anyone who comes to NBC to pursue uh, their education. And um, I, to me, thank you does not seem nearly enough, but I do want to say thank you from the very bottom of my heart to each one of you for what you're doing to impact the kingdom. Um, as most of you all know, we have had a historic winter in Texas. We are now looking at t-shirts that say, I survived COVID and snowed. On January 29th, my husband Roger tested positive for COVID-19. His symptoms were light, but we went into a fighting mode with vitamins, supplements, rest, and quarantine. Then on February the 1st, I received a phone call and I have a friend who suffers from Alzheimer's and I happen to be her POA. And they called and they told me, you're going to have to um, meet her at the hospital. We can no longer keep her here because of her behavior. And so they sent her to the emergency room. Well, because I was quarantined because of COVID, I could not go to the hospital. She's unable to answer any questions. She doesn't know where she is or why she's there. And then they call and tell me she can't come back until she has a psychiatric medical reevaluation. And again, because of my quarantine and COVID, there's not a lot I can do. So I begin praying like crazy and I get on the phone and I find some wonderful caregivers who are able to help me find a place that will take her immediately. So then we had to arrange to have all of her belongings moved from one facility to another. And since I was COVID exposed, I couldn't go to either facility to see her or to talk to her. So she goes from the hospital to a new facility, and I simply have to trust God to take care of her. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, 
Raj is doing okay, but he's seriously fatigued. Roger, if you know my husband, if you've met him, he is the energizer bunny. He never stops. And so when he when I find him just completely in the recliner, not moving, I'm thinking, okay, we this is we have some serious COVID stuff going on here. So I am pumping him full of vitamins and supplements, taking care of myself as well, praying that I don't get it and that I remain uh, asymptomatic and praying that he gets better. We have family and friends that are praying for us all over the country and God is faithful and he begins to get better. We get through our quarantine days and the day that we are supposed to be liberated, the pandemic ice storm of the ages hits Texas. And we are no longer able to go anywhere for any reason. Suddenly, we have ice and snow, and we're without power and water. Now, fortunately, we had plenty of food and water to drink. And for the first time in my life, I melted snow in order to flush commodes because we dared not use our drinking water on the commode. And so we have we find out that we have multiple broken pipes in our house, as well as in the apartment downstairs that we rent to a young couple. Well, we invite them to come upstairs and move into our spare bedroom. And now there are four of us in the house going through rolling blackouts, hurrying to cook, and to boil water when the electric's on. They both work from home, so as soon as the electric's on, they're trying to do their work and catch up. And the drama just continues as we try to stay warm, cook and boil water when we have power, and we get a taste of living the life of pioneer folks. I will tell you, I am not a pioneer woman. Filling my tub with snow in order to flush a commode is not on my list of things to do ever again. But we were grateful that we had the snow so that we could boil it and we could take care of those necessary items. Unbelievably, we were self-contained on our hill in the Texas Hill Country for six days. Now, can you believe that it is 77 degrees today there is no ice, there is no snow. We do have power and we have water. Roger, with the help of some friends and family, were, they were able to fix all of the broken pipes. We have one that is still acting a little crazy, but we haven't had to turn the water off. Our renters were able to return to their apartment and Roger has no signs of COVID. So to say that we have been in a storm for three weeks with COVID and ice is an understatement. However, God, God has miraculously been working in every part of our situation. He has kept us safe, warm, and for the most part of a sane mind. My friend is in her new place and she's doing well. What a blessing it has been to be able to trust him and know that we have his peace. Now, you might be wondering, why did I share all this with you? As you know, Jesus was a master storyteller. His teaching was relevant 
and tied to everyday occurrences and activities. As I was praying and seeking direction as to what to share with you, the Lord said, just tell your story, Peggy, tell your story. He then reminded me of a recent Bible study that we hosted on Zoom. We have a Bible study usually in our home on Thursday evenings, but last week we were able to go on Zoom because everybody finally had electricity, although not everybody had water, we all had electricity. And so we met on Zoom and we're studying the book of Mark and we were in chapter six. And in Mark chapter six, these verses stood out to me. And when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost and they cried out for they all saw him and were troubled. But immediately he talked with them and said to them, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Then he stepped up into the boat to them, and the wind ceased, and they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled. Those words jumped at me because it seemed to fit where we were and where we are as individuals, as a country, and as a body of believers. You might remember that earlier in that chapter, the disciples had seen Jesus do miracles, miracle after miracle, and they had seen him and experienced the feeding of the thousands. However, once again, they find themselves in the midst of a storm on the Sea of Galilee. And then here comes Jesus walking on the raging sea. Not only is he walking on the water, but when he steps in the boat, the winds cease and it is calm. What a comfort to know that when our life is raging, he is with us. The Bible says, they cried out. He saw that they were troubled and he climbed into the boat. Aren't you all thankful that when we cry out, he gets in the boat with us and brings us peace? I'd like for us to consider the three sentences that he said to them. They are short but powerful. First, he said, be of good cheer. Now, I'm sure that as they looked at the waves around them and as they were growing weary from fighting the storm, they probably thought they were all going to drown. Good cheer was not on the tip of their tongues. However, Jesus knew they were okay and he wanted to encourage them and allay their fears. The NIV says, he said, take courage. Regardless of the choice of words, Jesus was speaking encouragement to very scared hearts, and they needed to hear that. I can hear him saying that to us as well. I have to admit, I was not full of good cheer as I melted snow in order to flush commodes. But regardless of that situation, 
Jesus was still saying, be of good cheer, take courage. And as we look at the challenges ahead with Christian higher ed, with virtual learning and the future with a new president for NBC, he says to you and he says to me, be of good cheer, take courage. He is in the boat with us. Then he said, it is I. What an affirmation for them. He did not want them to wonder who he was. He wanted them to know that he, the one who had been doing miracles, healing, casting out demons, raising people from the dead, and feeding thousands was with them in the boat. I am so thankful that he is affirming that to us as well. He says to us, it is I. We can trust him and know that his plans for you, for NBC, for our families, for our churches, and yes, for our country are in his hands and he is able. And finally, he said, do not be afraid. It is very easy to fixate on the storm and the waves and allow fear to control our thinking as well as our actions and attitudes. Today, I believe the Lord is saying to us, just like he said to the disciples, do not be afraid. He has a plan. He is able to run interference for us and to bring his perfect will to pass in our lives. The media, the world, the devil would have us to be fearful. It must not be so. Change is disconcerting. We wonder what's going to happen in our country. We wonder what's going to happen to our educational system. We're wondering what's going to happen in our beloved NBC. We need to reflect on this story in Mark. Storms come, storms go. Jesus is our constant. He is at work and he will be with us. I truly believe that the best days for NBC and for you lie ahead of us. I saw a quote today that said, the future belongs to the optimist. I know our future belongs to God and his ways are perfect. Our hope is in him. We dare not allow fear or distrust or any storm in life keep us from trusting him 1000%. My husband loves to say, there's never been a storm that didn't pass. I know that's scientifically true, but I have to tell you, these past three weeks, I wondered if we were ever going to get back to a normal life. Today, we are both healthy. We have electricity and water. We never went to bed hungry, cold, or thirsty. God provided, and to him be all the glory. The storm passed, and thank the Lord, he was in the midst of everything, speaking words of comfort, peace, and encouragement. COVID, ice storms, and winter disasters, 
family problems, political shifts, cancer and illness, divisions of people, and a spiritual falling away from the Lord are storms that are raging all around us right now. None of these have taken the Lord by surprise. He is with us, and he says to you, as you counsel your students, as you prepare men and women for ministry, as you attend to the needs of your family and of your church, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Father God, I thank you that you are with us in the storms of life. I thank you that our faith in you is rock solid and that you work in us and through us and around us. We are blessed to have a heavenly father. We are blessed to have the Holy Spirit. We are blessed to have the son of God interceding for us every second of every minute of every hour of every day. To him be all glory and power. And my heart says, amen, amen, amen.